Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dandy Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also do AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, pay-per-views we have interviews round table discussions and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by michael Hamlet, michael sidgwick still recovering from how awesome nxt 2.0 is <laughs> lie down uh Hamlet, we're looking ahead to dynamite tonight and well it, it can't compare to nxt basically anymore can it <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's been a while since we've been able to talk like this. I guess wartime was the last time. But I guess tonight will probably be a response from the second most influential Tony in wrestling to the first. You know, what can one do to compete with them? Now, what's going to happen is we're going to get grassed up on Twitter, aren't we? Oh, by, by some, by some doing We'll you. get told off. So, like, what I will say for this show, which I think looks decent on paper, not an all-timer dynamite is that it doesn't look so empty that we're kind of wondering oh, what's actually going to stand up as a main event here you know there's more that you can stack into the usual dynamite slots and um it's a trust the process thing but the process has allowed us to trust it over and over and over and over again there is a um pay-per-view go-home vibe to this with arthur ash being just eight days away mm. yeah exactly i mean there's a, a a weird sensation with this because like you say you, you're looking at it going it's not an all-timer dynamite but then again it also does have adam cole's in-ring debut it has cm punk on commentary it's got some sort of confrontation it seems inevitable between brian danielson and kenny omega and in the last 24 hours they've hoyed the real draws of the Wednesday Night War 2.0 are facing some guys called Moxley and Kingston. So that, that'll be nice for them. Nice bit of exposure <laughs> them, I suppose. The real, the best 2.0. That's what they've, that's why they've done it. I've just realized, haven't they? Because they're like, oh, everyone's going to be talking about 2.0 and how good NXT is. Well, let's put, let's put these other 2.0 guys out there who, you know, That'd the reason smart. why we get millions, like over a million on Rampage. <laughs> Ever since they've been off Rampage, it's been oh, less than a million. Coincidence that? I think not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yes, Adam Cole, he makes his in-ring debut tonight uh, against Frankie Kazarian. We'll talk a bit about CM Punk on commentary and how that may, you know, play into things in due course. But 
I mean, he's not exactly going to be ring rusty, is he? No. Um, it's an interesting situation for an Adam Cole in comparison to CM Punk, and I guess to a lesser extent, um, Brian Danielson. So while CM Punk had to go seven years and we were effectively getting a, a rebooted CM Punk, to use probably the most accurate term for the version that we were getting, um, and when Daniel, when Brian Danielson eventually wrestles, it'll be a refreshed Daniel Bryan because he's had since April and you would imagine he's going to want to incorporate a slightly stiffer style. Mm-hmm. Um, the comments the comments he made were along the lines of, I loved Vince, but sometimes he wanted to protect me too much and I feel like I'm not going to have to worry. Like, that is a tease that, like, somebody's getting their head kicked off and it might be him. Like, the, he's going to allow himself into some slightly more dangerous situations. I saw that Adam Cole, the other day, or the video clip of him back elbowing Kenny Omega from somewhere and thought, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Like caution is going to be not just so much thrown to the wind as launched out of a cannon to the wind. Um, like if uh, if Daniel Bra- if Brian Danielson isn't nervous, then I'm not nervous. But you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, Adam Cole. Uh, by contrast to those two, main didn't main event, but he was in a main event program on NXT. He wrestled uh, varying matches over the last few months and then has walked straight into a situation where he's getting the trunks back on. There shouldn't really be any rust. I can't see why swapping ropes for cables is going to have too much of a difference on what you would expect from him physically. This is, if anything, one of those old-fashioned jumps. It's, you know, it is throwing us back to the Monday Night Wars and guys appearing on Raw one week and Nitro the next and being good to go and being able to get straight in the ring. Kaz is a, a kind of a perfect opponent, albeit for all the wrong reasons. There was once a time where we had kind of all fantasy booked Kaz running through the elite one after another to get mm. a match with Kenny Omega. They blew that at the first attempt. So instead, he's very much the kind of forgotten man of AEW's big babyface alliance. Um, the picture of Brian Danielson holding up the arms of the AEW guys at the end of All Out, Kaz was conspicuous by his absence. He was kind of the last guy there um, during all the beatdown stuff from last week, um, that promo that did the rounds after that Rampage tag, it was all about CM Punk and Christian, and Kaz felt like this ex-TNA guy hanging out with the big stars, had an impact zone vibe about it. I love Kaz, but he's very beatable. Um, mm. What's cool is that he can be beatable in a um, in a high-level match, in a high-pedigree match, something that I don't think it will, but something that could theoretically main event this Dynamite if they wanted it to. You know, mm-hmm. Cole's star power should contribute something to that. Um, so, yeah, I expect a, a win for Adam Cole that allows him, at the first attempt, to back up everything he said about himself so far. We know that that arrogance is misplaced. We know that he's a rat and a coward and all these sort of things. But it's very important early doors for anybody that hasn't seen a lot of Adam Cole to know that he can back up his words. And for the last two weeks, all he's done is talked about how he's the best best guy around better than omega perhaps but you know that's that's mm-hmm. just what they're going to want to sell you and i think this this match should do an effective job of that and i should mention it now before i forget dynamite have good, got a good chance again of beating monday night raw's rating despite all the stuff that they did on that show you know it's slightly disappointing and through no fault of the new wwe champions by the word hasten to add that but they'd look at that rating particularly you know the the demo stuff and think that's that's beatable, you know, especially with with CM Punk on commentary and Adam Cole possibly in the main event, like you say. Yeah, and the Punk on commentary thing, this is probably me not doing my homework. I Is, is it for this match specifically or is he going to be there all night? I, I, I read it as he's going to be there all night, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so, which is, you know, 
that offers quite a lot, doesn't it? Because mm. the it's going to be really, in, we're there to assume, I guess, that there's going to be some sort of pull apart with Team Taz. Like, is Excalibur still off? And does that mean Taz is on the call? And then, like Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone are going to have to sit in between them all night and stop things from escalating. But mentioning it here seems salient because the cool thing about the CM Punk is, and we had first-hand experience this last week, with the Darby Allen inevitable match out the way, you are left with this blank canvas of people that you just pretty electrifying just having CM Punk even in their postcode, let alone potentially interacting with them on a microphone or in a match or something like that. So if he's calling the whole show, the potential for so many seeds being scattered throughout mm-hmm. this episode is, is legitimately thrilling. Like, if Adam, if he's commentating on this match and Adam Cole's in the ring, I want to hear what CM Punk thinks of Adam Cole. And I think AEW know that. And let's say the elite run in for a big beat down and then there's a big pull apart and CM Punk elects not to get involved. I want to hear CM Punk's take on this big show closing brawl. You know, like just there isn't a single match on this card or indeed wrestler on this roster that I'm not curious as to get a little snippet of what CM Punk thinks about them. 100% like you say, yeah, I can't wait to see what he says during the, the Cole match, for example, and the, the confrontation between Omega and Danielson and all the elite stuff and what have you. And... It might undermine Punk slightly, so I'm not sure whether they do this because they're obviously protecting his aura very well at the moment. If I'm Ricky Starks, I'm going that out there in my gear and going, here I am, let's have a fight then. Because Punk's not ready for that. He's there doing commentary. He's employed to do that all night. And you can almost get a one nil to me sort of thing. like, Or just have Starks come out to cut a promo on anything and just happen to turn his attention to the guy on commentary. It is a nice setup for a setup in a way that doesn't make the babyface feel stupid. If CM Punk is there, advertised as a commentator, which he's been before, he was there for Rampage. Wrestlers often get advertised as commentators, Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, Paul White, etc. So it wouldn't be stupid if CM Punk to take this role and think, I'm not going to get attacked coming out here. And then Ricky Stark comes out, caught like, you know, calls him a bitch or whatever. And I teases his manhood just a little bit. So Punk, as the babyface, stands up takes the headset off, prepares to run the ring, and then gets decked by Team Tatters. He doesn't feel an idiot for that. And then, of course, that draws out, let's say, Sting for a save and a nice moment because he's been one of Punk's first allies, and this is a company that has friendships and alliances for this very reason. It it sounds fairly simplistic, but I think it would play well on television. Mm. Or, I bet this is a better booking thing. Mm. Like you say, Starks comes out, calls him whatever he wants to. CM Punk goes, I'm not having this gets up, takes his headset off, Ricky Starks begs off. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please, I didn't mean it, honestly. I respect you. You're an absolute legend. CM Punk goes to sit down and Hooks moves his chair out the way. What a knobhead. Ah! Or, or CM Punk reveals a new side of himself. He's back in contemporary wrestling. He can't just be the CM Punk of old. He has to look around the landscape and see what works now, what's getting over. It's not about then, it's about now. And then he just sits there and Taz is calling him out and saying, like, you, you think you're tough. Like, you're talking to Taz. Like, I'm from Red Hook. I'm the toughest guy going. And he says, hey, I'm Phil. I'm from Chicago. Hey. Hey, I don't know if you saw my debut in a place we both used to work, but I was hanging off the side of a car, Tommy gun in hand. Don't talk to me about the streets. I worked in the fish market. About... I worked in the meat market. Hey. You call yourself Taz, Tasmanian Devil? I'll show you hell. I'll show you hell. <laughs> Today is Tony D'Angelo's day, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
it's his world and we're all just living in it. Anyway, let's talk, John. Um, I, I really feel like we rarely do we need to do a crossover plug. I'd like to think, I imagine there's quite a lot of people that don't listen to the NXT review. Uh, so at all contextualise the bollocks that we've just spouted, please go and listen to the NXT review. Um, and if you're a one week, if you're just thinking, I'm going to go on holiday to the NXT review, like maybe give it a month because there might be more of that bollocks oh, as well. We, this is the most fun we've had reviewing NXT in a long, long, long time. And let yeah. me tell you, the Donny D'Angelo impressions Oh, they're just the tip of the iceberg on that review. <laughs> uh, let's talk Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, though, uh, Hamlet. One of the, you know, shining stars of AEW's uh, fantastic roster um, versus Darby Allen. So that'll be really enjoyable. <laughs> there he is. I knew it was coming and I was glad to hear it. Uh, yeah, um, we've all been big proponents of Sean Spears. What I love currently about the Sean Spears Act is, do you remember when... <laughs> pre-pinnacle Tully Blanchard lost his marbles with Sean Spears oh. being Batman it was like what the hell are you doing I don't associate myself with idiots he like, his he had face on his pants on. didn't he yeah yeah he had his face on his pants we have gone all the way back around and Sean Spears has gotten himself over being a bit of a chair swinging clown um I mean he's getting his arse handed to him by Darby Allen tonight but dare I um invoke a dreaded WWE phrase is this a match to build a match for Tully Blanchard and Stink like yeah. honestly I this is mirror universe reverse booking stuff here the uh, the young lads have got to get their TV 10 minute or out the way so that a match with a combined age of 120 can line <laughs> itself up can line itself up in a tennis stadium is that what this is about I think you might be right, you know, like I sort of talked about this last week, I remember going, that was a random thing to just hoy in last week on Dynamite. It was last week on Dynamite, I don't think because it was followed up on Rampage, yeah. Yeah, the double uh, down on Rampage. Yeah, it, it just, you know, it's one of those ones where, because Tolly's promo on Dynamite kind of went a bit awry, and I was like, did he hmm. mean to call out Sting there in a match? And like, like you say, it feels, like you say, is this effectively being a go-home show for Grand Slam? It feels like a, an open goal to have this to lead to one would presume a tag match with Derby and, you know, Sean doing the most of the, the heavy lifting or a straight up singles match, like you say, between two. <laughs> I would like to think it'll be the tag match. Although again, uh, it's all, the thing is, as fun as it might be to speculate on Tully and Sting, um, a concern here I've got uh, is that it's, and like I guess we'll get to this maybe like Dan Lambert's cutting a promo again tonight. And I'm a I'm a Dan Lambert guy, but Cedric had this point last week about the men of the year, and I think it applies a little bit here. Is this is this a little bit too much like fluff? Is it feeling a little bit like Darby Allen was involved in a big thing with CM Punk, and he's pretty much exclusively done big things in AEW as part of this trajectory that he's been on. The alliance with Sting was inspired and that itself elevated stuff. It's all of this feeling like, and including the tag match, which will have tremendous novelty value. And they've they've got an impeccable record pretty much with booking Sting. And yeah, I'm the same to be fair with Tully Blanchard in his one match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Is it feeling a little bit inessential if, the, if that's the actual destination for all of this? Yeah, it's one, it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Because, because they have that, you know, four pay-per-views a year, but also, you know, they do do big shows on telly, but they felt like they had the, you know, a real spurt of those over the summer. Then you've got a Grand Slam and, you know, we've got other homecoming shows and stuff coming up. 
But because full gear is in what, like late November, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, you've got that weird time period now where, you know, you've got time to ask about and not necessarily dive straight into the next feud. We also want to have him doing something, like you say, at Arthur Ashe. So this is just sort of the conduit for it. But I sense it's going to be one of those things you look back on and go, oh, yeah. You know, at the end of the year, we'll go, do you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dolby Anapay, CM Punk. And then two, three, four weeks later, he's fighting bloody Tully Blanchard. So just that's just the way things go, I suppose. I'm all for um, Tully, like getting overconfident in the middle of the match. Let's say that like Sean Spears has waffled Derby with a chair from behind and Tully's like, right now I'll tag in and just puts the boots to him, you know, like old fashioned heel stuff. And then like goes for the skateboard and tries to skate around a little bit. <laughs> like Just oh. in this thinking that he's mocking Derby, but it's ultimately this fantastic didn't cell he, phone. Jericho did that ages ago, didn't he? That sounds right. Yeah. Put his, like, put his little like, I'm like, <laughs> yes. I like how you've made that comparison between Jericho <laughs> and Blanchard. I absolutely support that. Yeah. Uh, well, now, now you've pitched that, well, I'm just going to go, you know, one up it and once again, always book things that I don't have to physically be encountered by. Totally Blanchard, coffin drop. Do it. Do it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the man said he was, I'm sure he said he was like hurting and yeah. physically ill, uh, ill after the six man tag for just having to like put his body through that one more time. Coffin drop. Coffin drop, and better than the coffin drop. The coffin drop he hit through that actual coffin on the uh, you know, <laughs> Ethan Page. Aye. Ethan Page, yeah, Ethan my brain was so too many pages. Uh, right, okay. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of like fallout from from Rampage. One of the other things we need to talk about is sort of what's next for Andrade. Someone actually pitched the other day on the news. I'm not sure I told you this. One of the news questions was. How about Andrade every month hires and fires a new manager? Because he's bloody getting through them and then you can finally get to Selena Vega once she gets released from her WWE contract again. Like, he would look, he impressed a lot, you know, recovered a lot of, you know, lost ground in that match against Pac. But he's had, I can keep saying this, had more associates than he's had matches in AEW and that needs to change. Yeah, another match is needed ASAP. Um, but the fact they haven't, as of this recording, um, they haven't promoted one for Andrade tonight. It doesn't feel particularly hot enough to be on the Arthur Ashe Dynamite. That's not to say he wouldn't be on the Arthur Ashe Rampage. They are taping more matches at Arthur Ashe, I think, for Rampage, which will be a very strange atmosphere because it'll be the second time we've seen the tennis stadium, but the first time those fans have watched matches. So it'll be the first things they're reacting to at our second viewing. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. So that'll make for quite a unique atmosphere at Rampage. So if Andrade was to feature on the Friday show, I think he would probably benefit from an extremely hot crowd, even if the match doesn't mean a lot. You know, if it's like in that second match on the card slot and he just gets a routine win over somebody. What I think will happen tonight, because he's even when it's been rubbish, he's he's been featured. So he's not wrestling a lot, but there's always that space on Dynamite, isn't there, for what's Andrade and Charbo's bullshit this week? Um, <laughs> and like... I don't know. I just think they'll get the same this week, but maybe what he'll do is allude to the manager thing. It won't be a case of, uh, oh, I'm looking for another one. And this, it becomes, a, it's not a game. You know, it's not sort of this thing where he's he's wanted to be on his third manager after two matches, but he's going to be feeling frustrated and he's going to lay all the blame of his kind of AW false start on his, on bad advice from Guerrero's. Mm. You know, the Guerrero wrestling family, 
weren't what I needed. So I'm going to go to a different wrestling family. And it's mm. a family I know pretty well. You know, that there's your sort of tease and that's the Ric Flair inevitability. I mean, you know, you've pitched something better than Ric Flair because we, Selena Vegas, have proven, like, <laughs> there's, proof of con- there's proof of concept from an awesome NXT run. But that's not happening, is it? So yes, I think if they want to try and tie two extremely loose and fraying ends together, you probably say the Guerreros have failed me, but I think I know a family that won't. Woo! And then you just leave it there. Yeah, spot on. I think that's what I do as well. And maybe I'm just trying to clutch someone's name out of the air that I could book Andrade against. He could have a good match, but it's all a straightforward victory. Someone like a John Silver, maybe, because, like, you know, he's, I, I don't know what the story is there, but they're all on a bit of a downward spiral there. That story can continue in the background as well as Andrade just murking him as well. That is nice for Andrade helping drive a further wedge in the Dark Order. You can beat Dark Order members at will at the moment. If you're looking, and I think they are, based on that they saved the pack match, you know, travel issues, etc. But I genuinely feel like they did that to try and give this Andrade character the best chance. Yeah. Take it away from All Out, give it some breathing room. If they're looking for electrifying Andrade bangers, what about Dante Martin? Ooh. Can afford the loss, should theoretically be mint. Again, the Arthur Ashe crowd on a rampage. People will probably talk about it or gif it or whatever. Like, there's people out there. Look, that's one pitch each and there's probably 10 more. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's talk Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson then. Uh, and a dressing of Kenny Omega by Brian Danielson is what we're being told is going to happen tonight. It's more ducking, you feel, from the leader of the elite. Yeah, I, I like this so far um, because it's dream match stuff. It really is. The face-off and that split second of physical interaction, you know, like a counter-reversal sequence was what they decided to do to trigger a brawl. They're telling us, this is going to be the best thing you've ever seen. And you knew it would be. And we're, and we're going to like, it's a pretty cool thing to be able to sell. It takes an old head like mine back to WWE only pitching Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect on. Let's show Michaels versus Mr. Perfect. Now, I don't think that's going to go the same way because that match, that match accidentally stunk. I don't think that's going to be the case with uh, Brian Dennison and Kenny Omega. However, I this week that like Brian Dennison will talk, Kenny Omega will respond, blah, 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 blah. I think it will be reasonable to start making sting comparisons if we don't have either a match announced or something very clearly in the chamber for Brian Dennison sooner rather than later. He is the wrestler if there was one guy like ironically enough we've reached the point that he's gone for kenny so much that last week well i said it didn't i said we'll just book them in a non-sanctioned match mm. because like kenny kenny does that thing where he's like i'd love to fight you brian but you gotta work your way up the rankings if you want to take on me you want to take on the champ and he just goes i want to take on the champ but i don't need to beat you for your belt to beat you and then Kenny's got no response and they have to have a, a non-rankings match, an unsanctioned match, whatever. So it's not for the title. It means you can beat Kenny if you want to, you know, mm. like that's like, I'd love them to experiment with that sort of thing. However, if they don't, it's not very becoming of the the wrestler guy to, to not wrestle much, is it? You know, no. it'll be, if, he, if he isn't booked for Arthur Asher, if there isn't an announcement for this Friday's Rampage or whatever it is they choose to do, that's like three, four weeks without the guy that, fought for his dreams, his dreams being just a bump. Like, fighting for his dreams wasn't working WrestleMania. He said it himself. I saw Kofi winning the belt, and I knew I could just go straight home, and Kofi had to do all the things. To, <laughs> like, I main evented against Roman Edge. I felt nothing. Like, this is not not a guy who is fooled by pageantry or ceremony. Or he just loves the feeling of being out there and will be coming on a month, and he's not even put his tights on. So I feel like tonight, like, it's not quite get to that point, but it's certainly get this wrestler in the wrestling ring. So I'd, I'd like that as an upshot of all of this tonight, even if we're not getting the Kenny match as soon as perhaps we all think. Yeah, I completely agree. And I've just got to, you know, echo Sidge's take on all this. I think the right thing to do, uh, like say, whether it's an unsanctioned or a non-title or whatever it is, the match with Kenny Omega has to happen relatively soon. But 100% in the interim, there is scope to, and I, 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 off the top of my head, I should have double checked this in terms of the Arthur Ashe AW show, which I'm going to try and look up the card briefly as we talk about this AW Grand Slam. There it is, I found it. Yep, there's only two matches on there. Good Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes, MJF, yeah. Jr. <laughs> uh, I thought that was the case. Have Kenny Omega say, get pissed off tonight and go, you know what, Danielson? Fine. You want to take on the elite? You want to take on, you know, one of the leaders of the elite? Well, you will next week. Grand Slam, Arthur Ashe, you versus Nick Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. the match, isn't it? Because it's 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 mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, 
aping the Kazarian. You've got to beat all them to get to me. But it is, no, let's see how you can get on in the ring before you can step in here with with the, you know, the, the champ sort of thing. I love two uh, Brian Dennison matches most other than Kenny Omega currently. One is Nick Jackson because they've gone, you know, as far enough to set it up, basically. Yeah. Like the, the, the focused attack by Brian in that all-out post match was there to get you excited about a Nick Jackson singles match. And Nick Jackson singles matches are bangers. So it's going to be class as well. Um, and ideally, you do Brian and Cole quite quickly because having that match smash Raw in the demo while somebody spilt paint all over NXT, it's just just karmically nice and we'll leave it at that. Thing is, the problem with that, of course, is they'll just kind of program, i.e., we're all still going to get smashed. But the moment you say, this Wednesday, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, they'll just go, right, well, guess what, you schmucks? This Tuesday, Tony D'Angelo's in ring debut. How do you like that? Huh? How do you like that? Anyway, See, you're all right, but you doing that voice, this is the difference. You know, every, like there's a million differences between AW and a million. <laughs> Million of them. This is the difference, right? We fall in love with this stupid Tony D'Angelo character immediately, just as we fell in love with the former Ever Eyes, now fittingly 2.0. Similar voices. <laughs> Very similar, yeah. It's not a lot of range happened, over here. What happened in AEW? Um, it shouldn't have worked, but it did. Tony Khan or whomever saw an alliance between Daniel Garcia and 2.0 for the, the benefit of various stories. Singles matches, tag matches, six man, CM Punk, Darby Allen, Sting. But like, there was a lot to that. So they all went together, and you're just like, this shouldn't make sense. But I'm so glad it does because what a cool alliance, right? I'm looking at the Creed brothers on NXT, and I'm thinking, you don't need Diamond Mind, you need money. <laughs> like, get them with Big Tony and have them be an alliance. You could fantasy book that in AEW, and it might come true. It's. <laughs> These characters are never gonna. Hey, me, my boys. Um, like it's never gonna happen in NXT, is it? They're no. gonna be like I love Bivins, but they're gonna be these silent assassins for Diamond Mine for ages. Whereas, like, we'd have already had them. Like they've shown up on Dark Elevation. It was like you're in for a nasty surprise. I got two guys. Doesn't matter your color. Doesn't matter your creed. And then they come out and they're doing Tony's. They're doing Tony's bidding for him. You know, like that would have already happened on uh, on Dark Elevation or something like that. We'd be like, have you seen this? Like the video would be getting shared on Twitter. Like it's the difference. The difference. Yeah. It's also good, not makes it a nice change of pace as well. That often people go, oh, stop doing that. Plus, AEW and the, the WWE podcast. Now on the AEW podcast, we're going, hey guys, have you ever seen what's going on over in NXT? You can tell Sid isn't here because he'd be flipping his biscuit right now. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about 2.0 in due course um, and the Suzuki incident. But first, we've got to talk about, God bless you. God bless me. God bless. Uh, she is facing <laughs> Jade Cargill tonight, and that as a visual already is astonishing. Yeah, um, they've already enjoyed uh, Layla Hirsch not having, like, of all the physical advantages that Layla Hirsch has over a lot of her opponents, height is not one of them. <laughs> and they've already had some fun with that on Dynamite, and they're going to have some more tonight. And what's really, really cool about it is that as dominant as Jade Cargill is, and I certainly expect her to win, this doesn't feel like a match she needs to lose. 
just once. Just give me one of those Tazplexes. Should we start calling them Hirschplexes now? You know, mm. she's taking them over. Just give me one Hirschplex on Jade Cargill, where Jade Cargill stops and thinks, what the hell has just happened to my body? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was over there, and now I'm over here. And Leila Hirsch gets to pay the penalty for that. Like, a really cool booking. Um, I look at this card, and for the first time in a little while, I'm slightly worried that this drops into the dreaded mm-hmm. woman's yeah. slot. They've been, um, again, I'm hesitant to lavish too much praise on them because it always tends to be one step forward, two back. But they have seemed to be making a little bit of progress with giving their women a bit more agency and some stories and more characters than just one person fighting for the belt and all that sort of stuff. I worry slightly because this show screams Britt Baker backstage promo with the gang and Tony Mm -hmm. to get ready for Ruby Soho and not a lot more in terms of the title picture and this being dropped in free of angles and stories and just, oh, it's a big rankings win for Jade Cargill, that sort of stuff. If it has to go there, and I wish it didn't, let's just have Leila Hirsch scare her with a couple of Hirsch plexes. Just wobble her ever so slightly. You can do the Hirsch. Is this the time? Is this the time? Goes for the springboard moonsault miss bit if you want to. Yeah. Um, Jay Cargill gets a win. Yeah, Jay Cargill, just such an incredible specimen. Um, and I, I, I've said this for a while. She could be the perfect person if you went from your side to turn Britt Baker face to just, you know, be the, the sort of monster of the week. I know she's still developing and what have you, but yeah, just quietly keep having to beat people. I know technically she got eliminated, blah, 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 from the Casino Battle Royal. But in terms of one-on-one stuff, just keep messing people up. And yeah, Layla Hirsch has uh, got a lot of experience of going up to someone and, you know, what do you normally say? Nipples to nose or something when you talk about Ray Mysterio. Yeah, and, uh, Ray Mysterio calling nose to nipples, yeah. Uh, oh, it, it might have been like nose to bloody belly button this week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's 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 a great five minute match. Let's not try and you know overexpose Jay Cargill, but let's let you say I like the idea of having her have that moment of oh, I thought this was going to be a walk in the park, and Layla Hirsch just is just such a surprising, brilliant little package. Uh, right, let's talk about the Suzuki incident. First of all, Hamlet, those who maybe are unaware, what is the Suzuki incident? Well, for all those out there, including Lady Gaga, who doesn't know what the Suzuki incident was, the Suzuki incident relates to a situation last week where AEW Dynamite uh, cut out on Minoru Suzuki's entrance before he'd hit the ring, before they'd be, Kazenina-re! moment that if anybody that had never seen it saw it all out. Mm-hmm. So... You can't even really use the justification of a oh, casual lapsed American fan audience won't know this, won't know that it's one of the biggest pops of the night um, because you just showed it them on Sunday. <laughs> they just, yeah. just seen it. It, goes, it goes down an actual storm. That's not to mention that AEW's audience live are pretty plugged in. That's not to mention that when you promote a Minoru Suzuki match, if I'm in Cincinnati and I'm buying a ticket, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm getting cars in Nina Ray. Um, look, the best promotions in the world have accidentally cut off Kaze Nina Ray before. I don't need to tell you that former WCW, WCPW employee, Adam Wilborn. Mm-hmm. It happens awkwardly from time to time. Um, it's less than ideal. It is not quite on the level of the uh, exploding barbed wire deathmatch botches, <laughs> but from a production standpoint, it's less than ideal. I'm going to give you the generous take, and then I'm going to give you what I think has actually happened. The generous take is that AEW taking a look at their TV show and thought, we're going to use Suzuki again. If we cut this off, can we then use it 
as angle fodder afterwards. Can we have Suzuki and allies, obviously, you know, the, he's going to be back with Lance Archer, so the Suzuki gun bond from New Japan between the two of them, as a reason, as like a sort of rationale. He's going to lose to Moxley. What more is there for Suzuki to do? All the other New Japan dads get beaten and go. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of their... That's that's that been their role in John Moxley's tour of anger, right? <laughs> um, like, and Suzuki's still here. Why is he still here? Well, because he feels like he wasn't allowed to get into his zone last week because AEW took that away from him in Cincinnati. You know, the big American company were biased to him um, because they cut his entrance, so we could get more a wild thing. Three minutes more at the end of the match of wild thing. You know, like <laughs> that's a generous take. What I think has actually happened is a kind of embarrassing botch, but. Typical of AEW's botches, and I'm not talking about that wretched Twitter account, when they do something that they, oh God, they try and rectify it the following week or they try and do something outwardly that looks like a make good. And it appears to me that the make good is this uh, Suzuki gun, Moxley and Kingston banger. It's going to rule. Man, this tag team match is going to be absolutely awesome. That's, is that, it's not announced for Arthur Ashe, is it? No, I think, I, I, I may have dreamt this. Because I know I may have merged two things because I know Punk said, oh, I'm going to deal with the Suzuki incident tonight sort of thing. Yeah, I may have just invented that I saw somewhere that Moxley and Kingston or Moxley in particular will deal with Suzuki incident after they've dealt with 2.0. But it feels like, yes, that's what we're leading towards. My feeling is they are not yet throwing the graphic up for Arthur Ashe because they are trying to let people's anxiety die down that Eddie Kingston is not going to win a belt in that venue because it certainly felt like after the promos last week and the finish of the all-out match against Miro, that in- existed entirely for a rematch. And Kingston was going to get the TNT belt, you know, in get the big moment in the big stadium and all that sort of stuff. Maybe that's not happening anymore. Maybe it is. And maybe this tag match is going to be at Rampage. We don't know. They can, they're proving themselves more than able to do two, three, four things at once with certain characters. Um, but yeah, in the meantime... Oh, it's not going to be a great night for our best mates, is it? It's not going to... Like, they are going to bear the brunt, unfortunately, of the Suzuki incident. They're going to bear the brunt of Kingston still having ice his balls, and they're going to bear the brunt of John Moxley being angry with those that breathe. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a really bad time. Well, it is, not, it is and it isn't. <laughs> like you say, you mentioned Kingston's balls. Uh, you've got, like you say, Moxley dealing with the Suzuki incident, and Moxley, who's... I said this with all the love and you know respect that is necessary here. Moxley's a grumpy bastard at the best of times, isn't he? And if mm-hmm. he was already in a bit of a bad mood, and like you say, you're a you know, you're a dad, you, you especially know what it's like in these early stages, not getting much sleep. Yeah. And he's all oh, people are moaning about your match. That's all they're talking about. They're not talking about you beating Suzuki, they're talking about you know his music getting cut off. They're doing what? Oh, by the way, John, have you seen this little clip? Oh, what's this? Oh, well, what happened was you, you, you watch being the elite. No, I'm too. Grumpy to do with that. Okay, well, <laughs> watch it here. Funny stuff, funny stuff, funny stuff, funny stuff. Anyway, look, you've got two new uh, BTE champions. It's, it's, it's Matt and Jeff from, from Two Point. No, lovely lads there. Oh, who are they yelling at there? Oh, they're yelling at your wife and your child. They're doing what? Like, that's what's about to happen tonight, isn't it? Basically, it's all of that merging into one. And unfortunately, the champs, the true champs, the champs of all of our hearts, Matt and Jeff, uh, maybe don't, don't want a taste of what Moxley's handing out. I just love so much that some impeccable uh, Matt and Jeff patter from being the elite is going to feed in to them being brutalised tonight. Uh, uh, the words, I believe, 
I might be misquoting slightly, was, do you want to take a swing, sweetheart? Imagine, <laughs> imagine that John Moxley is saying to you, were you saying that to my wife or to my baby daughter? Like, that's a left hand or right hand question, yep. isn't it? Like, the, I just, I love that so much. Like, you want to take a swing, sweetheart? Like, the, which one is it? Because you're going to die for it. <laughs> Either way, you're screwed. I love it, love it. And the funniest thing is as well, Moxley's so brilliant and terrifying. But if, if they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was, I was direct, directing at your wife. You saying my daughter can't beat you? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. you saying little Nora isn't a sweetheart? Yeah. What are you yeah, saying yeah, like yeah, a, little yeah. beautiful, a beautiful little baby? <laughs> uh, no, 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 I love that. <laughs> oh, I don't want it because I don't want him getting bullied, but there is definitely something in that, isn't there? And, and with the, yeah. the gift of the gab that uh, Jeff and in particular might have got. Oh, I just love it. I just love it. Mm-hmm. It's just a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, I think that's everything covered. Let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch so you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. You can obviously follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Don't be a, don't be a snitch. Just don't, don't be a grass, come on. Follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all <laughs> at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, please do go and check out that NXT review because it's a lot more lighthearted and enjoyable than the previous uh, six months. Um, and <laughs> subscribe there when our AEW Dynamite review comes out tomorrow, which will feature Michael Sidgwick. He'll have just about recovered from Donny D'Angelo by then. Um, that will be in your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Hamplett. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.